Hello and welcome to another episode of Virtual Legality. I'm your host, Richard Hogue, managing member of the Hogue Law Business Law Firm of Northville, Michigan. And today we are once again going to talk about Microsoft and their messaging, particularly following the reception of what they had to show the world last Thursday in their Xbox Series X slash Game Pass showcase. And it really is that question mark. Was it a showcase for the Series X? Was it a showcase instead for Game Pass? That leads us into the content of this video where what we saw yesterday in some of the interviews that were given and some of the actions that were taken by folks at Microsoft and at Xbox suggest that there has been a sea change in their messaging. Probably not unrelated to the reception of their products last week. And so we start with an article that I saw yesterday from The Guardian that was titled as follows. Xbox Series X games, no longer defined by technology, says Microsoft. And that headline is very important. It also might be slightly inaccurate. A number of people that I commented on this article to in Twitter responded back to say, hey, I'm misunderstanding what this article says. And I think later on in the day, some of the actions taken by some pretty important people at Microsoft would suggest that I am not. But one could read this article, and we're going to take a look at some of the quotes given by uh, Mr. Matt Booty, I believe, the head of Xbox Studios, the people that are making the video games for Xbox. I think that you could misconstrue it to suggest that all that he's trying to say is that technology doesn't matter. We're so strong. We've got essentially alien magic hardware in a box, and so our game designers don't have to worry about anything anymore. But I think that in and of itself is a messaging problem, or more precisely, that Microsoft is becoming technology agnostic and that you shouldn't care about technology because that's just pixels on a screen and also because nobody was terribly impressed by Halo Infinite last week. Now, in order to understand why this is such a big change, I think we need to go back in time and we need to look at how Microsoft has been talking, particularly about their Series X product, over the past couple of months. So first we start with the blog post that I've brought up in a number of places in virtual legality that I enjoyed, I thought was very good messaging, very strong, very focused, from only about two weeks ago, called You Are the Future of Gaming. And in this blog post, they talk about a number of things. They say that we don't want toxicity, et cetera, et cetera. But the second bullet point here is that your games will look and play best on Xbox Series X. Buy this box because it is going to be something that is magnificent, that is going to put big graphics up on your screen. Xbox Series X is designed to deliver a new level of fidelity, feel, performance, and precision never seen before in console gamings. All games will look and play best on Xbox Series X, whether they come from our 15 Xbox game studios, like Halo Infinite, or from our world-class publisher and developer partners. Now, what's interesting there, right, is that they are pitching this big, strong, most powerful system in history all on the back of Halo Infinite. That's the game that you will see referenced time and again as we look at some of these posts. They then talk about teraflops, the GPU, the ray tracing, the processing power, and all on the back of Halo Infinite. Continuing on, we look at something from just a month before that, and you see in this preamble exactly how they were pitching their Series X system. Here at Xbox, we are building the future of gaming by putting players first, ensuring that you are at the center and in control of your gaming experience. Whether you are exploring an expansive library of Xbox Game Pass titles with more than 10 million of your fellow gamers or taking your gaming on the go with Project X Cloud, it's clear that the future of gaming is brighter than ever. Now note that's the first paragraph of this preamble and we haven't actually gotten to talking about the power of the Series X. Yes, 
I think it's important to note here while we are looking at these kinds of things that there are two separate kind of avenues of product that Microsoft is trying to sell simultaneously. The Game Pass slash xCloud streaming Netflix of gaming product, which is clearly where their focus is and has been for some time. And we have no issue with that. There's no problem with that as part of your messaging. That's the first paragraph here. But it is entirely separate from the sales pitch necessary to actually tell people why they need to buy this Series Xbox. And that you find in the second paragraph. Nowhere is that more evident than with Xbox Series X, our fastest, most powerful console ever. Not only will Xbox Series X set a new bar for performance, speed, and compatibility, it will empower the world's greatest developers to create games that launch us into the future of gaming. Putting players first also means introducing a host of new features and technologies to improve their experience. So you see, Xbox Series X, as late as June 25th, as late as July, I believe it was 18th, they're saying it's going to be the most powerful. Look to Halo Infinite to see what this power is, why you need to buy this box. Since Xbox Series X offers developers unparalleled power and speed, most powerful console ever, look for brand new games built natively for the Xbox Series X, such as Halo Infinite, groundbreaking visual fidelity that immerses you in your games, etc., etc., etc. And we then look and see it portrayed the exact same way a month before that. We're now in late May of 2020. Xbox Series X, the most powerful and compatible next-gen console with thousands of games at launch. Led by Halo Infinite, our first, our 15 Xbox Game Studios teams are hard at work creating the biggest and best lineup of exclusives in Xbox history. If you want to go before that, we look to February. What can you expect from the next generation of gaming? We know you expect the next generation of consoles to set new standards in graphical power and processing speed, converging together in games that look incredible and feel alive. This will be defined by worlds that are visually astounding and immediately immersive, with innovative leaps in CPU, GPU, and storage technology to give you frictionless access to new stories and new creators constantly. That's a Game Pass riff, right? We've been using Xbox Series X in our internal take-home program and are energized by the feedback we've been receiving. Here, take a look at the massive number of teraflops. And all that led to last week where we got this, we got a muddled messaging disaster where everything about most powerful and fastest was dropped. Only pitches for Game Pass were made. And even there, Microsoft had significant issues with even establishing what was going to be on the Series X, what was going to be on Xbox One. Yes, everything's going to be on Game Pass, but we don't have launch dates. We can't tell exactly what you are selling in this box. And in terms of graphics, Halo Infinite, led by Halo Infinite, most powerful, 12 teraflops, immersive, wound up looking like this, or this, or yes, even this. And it winds up with a video in Digital Foundry of all places, which is absolutely fantastic. I highly recommend it, entitled Halo Infinite Gameplay Trailer Analysis, Are the Graphics Really Flat? Unless you think that's just a clickbait title and he comes out with a conclusion that says, no, they're not flat, that is not what happens. Digital Foundry in a very good video says, yes, they are flat, we think there are things that could potentially correct them going on forward towards launch of this game, launch of the Series X, including ray tracing technology. But right now, as you can see, they correctly identify that everything looks flat. Everything looks flat because of what they identify as a global lighting issue, but it still looks flat. 
And that reception on the internet from Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday on continued across all of my major social media channels in various forums that I look at uh, on occasion. And it led to an interview in The Guardian that is entitled, hey, you know what? We're no longer defined by technology. And if you go and you look at this article, this comes up again and again. Two hours after the Xbox Showcase event, live streamed on 23 July, I'm speaking to the company's head of studios, Matt Booty, via video call. The showcase revealed 22 games built to launch exclusively on Xbox consoles, nine coming from first-party teams, a clear response to Sony's live event in June, but there was no mention of hardware during the one-hour stream, and now Booty is keen to make the point that projects developed for Xbox Series X will not be as delineated or constrained by hardware specifications as they've been in the past. Now, constrained and delineated are two different words that are put together there in a very interesting way. Constrained is doing the work of Microsoft for them, right? What Matt Booty says here is, we don't even need to think about technology again. His quote is as follows. We are at a point where the technology is out of the way. In previous generations, the hardware and its limitations would leave a pretty clear fingerprint on a game. I remember the first early games that used sprite scaling, and then suddenly every game had all these objects flying around the screen. You'd build a game around technical advances like that. But now we're at the point with the tech where we can just let the stories and the characters that the teams have in mind reach the screen. Now understand, this is a far cry from most powerful, immersive, buy a Series X because it's so important that you do and it's so strong. Technology doesn't matter anymore. And, and also note what is implied here, that there is also no distinction between the Series X and the PlayStation 5. So that if technology doesn't matter, what this becomes is a kind of collapse down into, well, you should care about the games and the content and the developers. And to be frank, I have a Microsoft sitting under my TV right now. I have an Xbox X. I'm going to get these names confused until One X goes away and Series X is all that remains. But I have an Xbox One X under my TV. I love it. I love third-party games on it particularly because it is stronger than the PlayStation 4 Pro. But nobody in their right mind would argue that Microsoft's development studios are at the same level as Sony's or Nintendo's, either right now, in this past generation, or from what we saw last Thursday in the near future. And so if you want to change your messaging because you think you need to, because nobody liked how Halo Infinite looked, and you were selling the power of the Series X based on Halo Infinite, you change your messaging to this at your own risk, which I read as, okay, if technology doesn't matter anymore, and I'm not so sure that he's wrong, I really do think we've got only incremental gains going into the next generation, but gains there still should be, that now you start comparing the Microsoft Studios 343, which in my opinion hasn't really made a killer game, something at more than a 7 out of 10 in their entire existence, against the Naughty Dogs and Sony Santa Monica's and Sucker Punches and Sony Ben's of the world, and you wind up making a comparison that you don't want to make. And as I said in my video last week, the big issue you have with Game Pass is, yeah, it's great that everything's going in there, but how much of that is going to be things that I wanted to play anyway in the first instance? And I've enjoyed Game Pass for its existence so far, but now it's starting to look like you're just dumping everything that you possibly can in there. You're having your first-party studios make things that aren't that impressive and that I probably wouldn't pay $60 for or otherwise buy and saying, look at the savings you are realizing when that's a little bit specious because I wouldn't have bought the games in the first place. It's a problem, but it's also a major change from how they had been messaging before. 
Now, as a side note, I did want to mention this quote in case you hadn't heard it. But in talking about the new Fable game, which is just a rendered trailer, is being made by the Forza Horizon team. Uh, and there was some concern about whether it's going to be an MMO or what it's going to be. Matt Booty tries to alleviate those concerns with the following quote. It's like the challenge of making a new Star Wars movie. There's stuff that everyone wants you to bring along, but then you've got a responsibility to take that to new places. And I trust Playground has a good vision for that. Now, there's a couple of things happening there. But one, the most important has to be why in the world, if you're in charge of public relations, do you come out with a Disney Star Wars reference? That, if anything, is as divisive as any pop culture movie series that we have seen in the recent past. Whether or not you're on Team Last Jedi or not, a lot of people didn't like what Disney did with that. This is not the kind of reference you want to put into people's minds, especially when the Marvel Cinematic Universe is sitting right out there and you can just say, hey, there's a lot of comic book material. People had to pick and choose what to bring uh, forward and you still had to make something good. And mostly everybody likes that. Again, I don't know exactly what's happening here with Microsoft's messaging, but they've basically lost the plot. And I think Mr. Booty here is in no small part responsible for that. You don't want to see at the end that I trust Playground has a good vision for that. You want to say, I know they do because I'm following up and we're keeping control of our studios and it's not going to be canceled like Scalebound or any of the other past failures that people who follow our product line would have at the back of their heads. Elsewhere, as described in this article, the demo footage of Halo Infinite, which is taking a more open-world approach than previous titles, also drew mixed reactions from fans. Twitter debates raged. Now, if you want to hear the two sides of this particular Twitter debate, as referenced in this article, they raged for hours after the presentation, with some feeling the art direction made the visuals look flat, as we just talked about, that appeared in Digital Foundry, while others, the other side of this presumably, felt the gameplay looked dated compared with contemporary shooters. That's not a debate that you want to have raging. It either looks bad or it looks like it plays bad. That's, that's not great. And you don't see The Guardian presenting anybody saying it looks fantastic, which I don't think really exists out there, other than some game journalists and some other folks on my Twitter that suggest that we're judging it too early. Nobody is really saying it looks like unbelievable and that we need to buy next gen in order to support it. However, Booty says that developer 343 has been closely guided by the Halo community during the game's creation. Note that this isn't actually a response to, hey, your game looks bad. What do you have to say about that? 343 works with dedicated insider groups that are always giving them feedback. They're as plugged in as any team could be to feedback from core fans, from the esports community, and from people who have seen what they've done with the Halo Master Chief Collection, which was a complete tire fire upon release, it should be noted. Games of the genre have evolved and moved forward. The art of game design is figuring out what feedback you're going to incorporate, where to strike a balance, and I think they are well plugged into a big community to do that. That is a complete non-response set of talking points. We are going to talk about how 343 has been conversing with the fans and not answer the question at all, which was probably posed as something along the lines of, a lot of folks say your game looks bad. What do you have to say to that? And this is what the response was. Booty also claims that the Xbox Series X era will make it easier for gamers to dip in and out of games and therefore experiment with a wider selection of experiences. Through its Game Pass Ultimate subscription service and the new console's quick resume feature, which lets owners open and switch between multiple titles without losing their progress, players can take a similar approach to games as they do to browsing television platforms. Now, outside of my concerns with just generalized ADHD now appearing even more prevalent in video gaming and as 
engaged in with the Xbox Series X as a some kind of bonus feature. I also am concerned that this was essentially the Game Pass section of the interview. This was paraphrased here, but essentially Mr. Booty appears to have just gone on and described the bullet point list of things why Game Pass is great, but also not making the sales pitch for the Series X itself or even for Halo Infinite. If you really break this kind of messaging down, it says, well, no game in particular needs to be great because we're just going to sell a lot of Doritos and a lot of French fries and a lot of cheap, low-cost food, and you can pick and choose what you want, and when you get bored with one thing, you can move to the next, and we're going to keep you engaged through sheer variety of potentially bad or at least mediocre experiences, and you should be excited about that. Again, this is coming from someone who has Game Pass, who has enjoyed it in the past, who continues to think that indie games in particular and maybe AA-type produced games are going to benefit from Game Pass, and I'm looking forward to playing them, but there is no sales pitch here as to why anybody should be terribly excited about something like, well, you're going to be able to pop in and out of a bunch of different stuff, and maybe you'll find something you like. So I'm not going to defend the crown jewel that we referenced for a year too terribly hard. Digital delivery and Game Pass have created a much more ready audience for games, and through 5G, delivery is another thing we hope just gets out of the way. That's one of the beauties of online services like Netflix. You can browse so readily, it's instant. If you don't like one thing, you can move on to the next without much penalty. I think we're inching up on that with games. The ability to try something you might not have the motivation to purchase almost becomes friction-free, and that makes connects between creators and this broad audience we're building. But of course, without the defense of the actual box of Halo Infinite, the problem you have is one that I think has been percolating underneath a lot of the conversation of things like Game Pass, which is, is there a concern that Xbox, Microsoft, whoever else might come up with this model in the future will simply pump it full of content, which is essentially the bargain bin of your local Best Buy in terms of movies, and not really focus on quality. And I think there is a concern here when you see Microsoft start to respond like this. And to be honest, this starts to sound like TV, 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 connect, connect, connect to me with respect to Game Pass. And we know from the past that Microsoft doesn't always hold to what its current plan is if something happens, if there's a speed bump in the road. So I think anybody that's looking to adopt the Xbox Series X, looking to adopt Microsoft right now has a right to be concerned. Finally, this finishes up with where I think the big issue is and where the headline comes from. The argument is not that there are no technical constraints anymore, but that the machine is so powerful, the emphasis will be on possibilities dictated by design rather than limitations dictated by specifications. If you look at movies, we've become almost numb to how amazing the special effects are. You watch actors being portrayed as 20 years younger, you see these amazing worlds and you just take it for granted. And that's about getting the technology out of the way. I think we are inching up on that in games where the tech to create is just there. And hopefully players are being drawn more into the story in the world and less thinking, oh, wow, the load time on this game is really short, which is a notable quote because that's Sony's primary pitch for the PlayStation 5. I mean, it's great to have short load times, but I hope that's not what players will pay attention to. And so at the end of all this, yes, if you want to be generous, if you want to say, no, there's no messaging change, and I think we'll show why there is, in fact. But if you want to say there's no messaging change, you could say, look, they're just trying to say it's so strong, we don't even have to think about it. I still think that's a mistake in terms of changing your messaging because Microsoft can't compete 
with Sony on the development level. They don't have the creative. They don't have the history. They don't have, right now, trying to sell you a box, trying to sell you an ecosystem, anything to get people excited. And Halo Infinite clearly wasn't it. But there's more. So yesterday, I found myself looking at an article from Tom Warren over at The Verge, and it was titled, Xbox Game Pass is Microsoft's true next-gen Xbox. Here's my analysis of Microsoft's Xbox event and why Microsoft demonstrated the future of Xbox content over demonstrating the power of next-gen consoles. And his article, which we've got scrolled down to the bottom here, looks like this, and he says exactly what we have talked about in this space. If you were heading into Microsoft's Xbox game showcase yesterday to witness a demonstration of why next-gen gaming and the world's most powerful console matter, you were probably left a little disappointed. Microsoft's event featured a solid showcase for the future of Xbox and Xbox Game Studio content, but it did little to convince me why I should buy an Xbox Series X. Instead, it made it clear that the Xbox Series X is just one of many ways you can play Xbox games and that Microsoft's true next-gen focus is Xbox Game Pass. And you see that messaging throughout this particular article. While it will have delighted hardcore Halo fans to see Master Chief return to fight grunts and brutes, the gameplay did very little to showcase why the Xbox Series X matters. Many had assumed Halo Infinite would serve as a visual or technical showcase for the Xbox Series X, particularly because it's planned to launch alongside the new console. People didn't need to assume. All of this messaging, talking about Halo Infinite, all of it, suggests that that was what this was supposed to be. That is why people before Thursday were excited based on just an animated title screen on Twitter for 15 seconds or whatever it was. People were excited because they knew this was Microsoft's big swing. This is basically the only thing they're releasing on their own in terms of AAA titles for the launch of their new system. It was very important. It's obviously Halo, the game that really started the Xbox brand, and it just fell short. The Halo Infinite gameplay reveal has left fans unimpressed by the gameplay and visuals, and the overall art direction feels dated. Other fans simply want to see why the open world matters, which has not been a case that was made by Microsoft, and 343 Industries' plans for how Halo Infinite will adapt in years to come. But there are still a lot of these questions that remain unanswered just months ahead of launch. Here's the quote from Chris Lee. Halo Infinite continues Master Chief's saga from Halo 4 and Halo 5, and it's really the start of the next generation of gaming for Halo. We look at this as a platform that will grow over time and will continue to bring new stories into it. You won't need to have multiple releases to have a full story with a beginning, middle, and end. We're thinking about how we do that for years to come. Now, it's worth noting, this is something that we mentioned in the previous messaging video, but that doesn't sound like it has a beginning, middle, and end at all. So this is something that doesn't actually assuage fears for what the heck this product is, certainly doesn't assuage fears for how this product looks. And so this author, Tom Warren here at The Verge, I think rightly says Halo and Series X apparently isn't at the cornerstone of what Microsoft is even trying to do. Microsoft doesn't want you to have to buy a copy of Halo Infinite or even upgrade to a new Xbox Series X to play it. Microsoft simply wants you to subscribe to Xbox Game Pass. But understand, again, that those are two different products. And Microsoft is struggling right now in terms of public relations, in terms of marketing, in terms of corporate messaging to try to sell them both at the same time. And the reason they are struggling primarily is that it appears that 343 did not deliver to them a crown jewel, look at me, show off game that my guess is what was pitched to Microsoft in putting together this project, or at least in making it the cornerstone, the crown jewel of their Series X launch plans. And now they are pivoting. 
And no, you don't get a big billboard. You don't get a big message or a neon sign that says, oh, we're changing our messaging right now. Instead, you pay attention. You look at what they are saying now versus what they said yesterday or last month or the two months before that. And it is a clear pivot in what they are saying. Tech, you know, we don't really care about that. It's a very strong box. Look forward to it. But Game Pass, have you heard about Game Pass? Xbox Series X is one of the best ways to play Xbox games, but it's certainly not the only way or the broader focus of Microsoft's new ambitions for gaming. We knew that, but you still have to make the pitch for the box. You still have to establish why anybody would want it, and right now that case simply does not exist. The Xbox Series X is still a powerful console that will improve existing and upcoming games for this next generation. Certainly, as we read the specs, there is no reason to believe that isn't the case. I myself am looking forward to playing AAA third-party releases, which it should be noted make up the bulk of video game releases in their entirety on the Microsoft Series X because I think that makes the most sense just looking at the specs. But if, God forbid for Microsoft, the PlayStation winds up having a stronger look at third-party games as well for reasons based on the black box magic they have going on with their solid state drive, whatever else it might be, then Microsoft isn't going to get hardly any sales from me. I might not even buy a Series X, uh, either in the first instance or later on. As this article finishes, Microsoft still needs to demonstrate the power of the Series X clearly. We know that Microsoft plans for Xbox Series X and Xbox Game Pass content over the next couple of years, but there is more need to demonstrate why the world's most powerful console matters. You might say, Rick, look, that's all well and good. You brought up this article. This is one guy's opinion. This is Tom Warren over at The Verge. Why are you referencing this in connection with what Microsoft has done with their pivots in messaging? And the answer is late last night. I believe it's late last night. Twitter dating always gets confused. Phil Spencer, the head of Xbox, retweeted this article. He retweeted Xbox Game Pass is Microsoft's true next-gen Xbox and all of the rest of it in this article that says we haven't shown the actual value of Series X. Nobody knows why you should buy Series X. And Phil Spencer himself, the man who not a month ago said, we're not scared of Sony. That Sony showcase was nothing. Wait till you see what we've got to show. Has now said, tech, ah, we've got a Game Pass. Let's recur some revenue, people. And I think that is the story here. You will see in the next couple of months, if this continues going the way it's going, that they will tack completely away from wanting you to purchase a Series X for a powerful console, a powerful box at all. And that's good reason insofar as they don't have anything to show off that power. They don't have anything that knocks your socks off, that blows your mind, or that otherwise compares favorably to the current generation of games, let alone asking you to pay four or 500 bucks to join the next generation of games. And so they have said, no, what you are buying is a good entry box that's gonna last you for five or six years to play Game Pass games. And if you already have a gaming PC or if you even already have a Series 1, a 1X, an Xbox One X, you can see the problems with the marketing already, then maybe you don't even need to upgrade for a significant period of time. And yeah, Microsoft, you've got a lot of work to do because your messaging right now is a disaster. This has been Virtual Legality for today. Like yesterday, we talked about the Nintendo Giga Leak, exactly how that related to the notions of law and copyright infringement, and especially preservation in video games. If you're interested in those topics, please check out that video. Otherwise, we are talking about these kinds of things all the time in this space. Business, law, contracts, the way the real world works, but all through the prism of the news stories, pop culture, video games, and movies that you are otherwise enjoying, that I read, that you read, and that we all like to talk about together. 
If you like this, please like, please subscribe, please ring bells, please tell people that we are here. We love having conversations with new folks that are new subscribers to the channel. Otherwise, if you saw this on YouTube, thank you so much for watching. And if you listen to it as a podcast, thank you so much for listening. And I will catch you on the very next episode of Virtual Legality. Virtual Legality is a YouTube video series with audio podcast versions presented as commentary and for education and entertainment purposes only. It does not constitute legal advice and does not create an attorney-client relationship. If you have legal questions about the topics discussed, please consult your own legal counsel.